This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Have you ever heard of the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So about two years ago, I decided I was just going to embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? Hey guys, and welcome to episode seven of season two. Now, guys, this is going to be a long, long, long episode. (laughs) This is going to be a long one. So, as you know, this podcast is about love, relationships, how to maintain healthy relationships with someone that is incarcerated, male or female. My purpose for this podcast was to put a spin, a positive spin on so much of the negative that we hear about relationships with people within the prison system. I myself consider my story a love story. Um, As you guys know, my husband uh, is my best friend's uncle whom we knew each other. We were friends prior to our relationship. We got closer. within two years that he was already there and of course outside of um him being incarcerated we were friends we were platonic friends but of course there was an attraction um between the two of us we never you know did anything about it he was in a relationship i had other stuff going on um and especially out of respect for my best friend we never crossed the line And we grew, we grew an amazing friendship and amazing relationship, which led into us being becoming engaged, which led us into a marriage. So my thing was to tell my love story, um, to shed light on the positive side of being with someone incarcerated. I mean, we hear so many horrible stories. I myself have one as well. Um, we watch these TV shows, love after lockup, life after lockup or whatever it is, you know, and then we have friends who have, who have traumatic stories. And of course I hear them too. I get emails, I get DMs from women mainly who, you know, have some very heartbreaking stories. And I want to talk about it today. I want to talk about it today. Um, I previously had an experience myself with someone that I'm close to um, who kind of went through something similar, but it was more so on a business end. So I decided that I wanted to talk about this because this is something that I'm constantly getting messages about. I try to stay away from the negative things. I don't want to, you know, put too much negative energy out there 
because I'm trying to push love. I'm trying to push positivity. I'm trying to push the agenda that there are actually some really great guys that are incarcerated. No one, um, you know, wants to believe that they're getting used or lied to or anything like that. But yes, it does happen. And actually it happens more than having a fairy tale, you know, love affair, romance that, you know, they just, everything that is talked about, everything that has said, um, manifest in the real world when they come home a lot of times that doesn't happen and it happens more often on a negative than it does on a positive but that wasn't my agenda that's not what i wanted to talk about that's not what i wanted to push but i cannot ignore the facts because i'm constantly you know getting emails and getting messages for advice about the different things and if you pay attention to a lot of my episodes i'm always throwing little advice and hints out there you know move with discernment pay attention to red flags um check your facts and all these different type of things because they do happen they do happen so today i want to talk about being catfished from someone in the prison system it is so real and i'm going to be honest with you it's on a whole nother level than just being on a normal um catfish like social media um computer behind a computer screen and different things like that this is a this is a totally different thing this is a totally different different experience because the results vary they vary you have um people that come home and completely do the opposite of what they said they were going to do who they said they were going to be um you have people that embellish a lot of who they are um while they're incarcerated you know oh i got money or oh, i got businesses oh i got stocks oh i got this going on i got that going on um, then you have people who actually, actually take on somebody's entire identity, just be someone totally different. And what makes it so hard from within a prison system is is very hard to fact check someone that you do not know. Now, when you're on the streets and you're dealing with someone, you can kind of figure out how to find out who this person is, you know, who, who's the member of this person's family? What do they have going on? It's always six degrees of separation. But when you have a person that's incarcerated and people, you know, meet them through these prison websites or meet them through someone or different things like that, it's very hard to really fact check a lot of things. Um, Sometimes things line up perfectly, but you know, your gut is telling you something different. Um, sometimes they even have people that co-sign with them, you know, that go along with the plan, you know, that's, that's just their partner in crime. So being catfished from the prison system is definitely a lot different than just from behind a computer screen and different things like that. Um, and these relationships can go on for a long time. The biggest catfish that I believe is just someone saying that they're going to be this person and do this and do that and when they come home they revert right back to the same person that they was before um or you just learn so much about this person that you did not know the whole entire time now you have wasted years and years thinking that this is the person that's coming home to you well within 30 days to 90 days is something totally different 
So I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to um talk about the 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 different scenarios of being catfish um from within the prison system. Like I said, you have the people who embellish. You know, you have the people who say you know, I got this going on, you know, I got that going on when I come home, you know, I got businesses, um, I got money, you know, and as time goes on, one thing I will tell you that the truth is going to always come out. As time goes on, you're going to start putting two and two together. You're going to start figuring out, uh, this doesn't really sound official. Um, when a person starts to lie, they have to continue online and eventually they're going to stumble up on their lies. So a lot of things are going to come to you. As I always tell you guys, I'm big in meditation. I'm big in, you know, asking the universe for things as well as God. And so things will come to you. We as women are damn near psychics. Our intuition, our instincts, our gut kick in immediately and we know something is wrong. Sometimes we ignore it just a little bit because we want to hold on a little bit of hope, but still deep down inside, something is telling you that something is not right. So you have the person that embellishes who they are, what they have or what they had when they was away. And honestly, it's hard to find out. Like you can Google this person, you can pull up their inmate information, but you can't pull up with so much if they don't have social media, if you don't know their families. Um, and sometimes the families are in on it too. So it's very, very hard when you are dealing with someone within the prison system. Now, you know, if you watch Catfish, the TV show, you see how Neve can go on Google. He could take pictures and image search and put things together, put phone numbers together and all this kind of stuff. Totally different when someone's in jail. They call you from a wall phone. You know where that number is coming from. Um, you do not have uh, pictures of them, so to speak, unless they tell you, oh, you know, I had an Instagram before I went away. It's hard. It's so hard, guys, when they are coming from within the prison system. Um, then you just have the person that's just being a flat out liar, you know, a manipulative person who is trying to string you along because they need someone in their life, you know, whether they had somebody in their life before they broke up, they're not together anymore. Um, where they have several different people in their lives, you know, this one is for this one, this is for that one. So they are telling you everything that you need to hear and that you want to hear to keep this relationship going. But it means absolutely nothing to them. It is for gain, for a personal gain, a financial gain, a relationship gain. They might be lonely. They might have done a lot of years in jail and everybody has fallen by the wayside so they don't have anybody else. They play it how they need to play it to survive. They're in survival mode. Then you have the talented Mr. Ripley's. <laughs> These are the most sickening and disgusting ones out of all of them to me, um, because what they do is they literally take on a whole person's life, a whole person's identity as if they were cast for a role to do a um, bio and they have to study this person and become this person. This is the worst of the worst. These are the ones that become someone else. Um, they study these people's lives to a T to the point where it's almost impossible for you to um, be able to tell the truth from a lie. Um, they get that deep. They get that, that deep. Um, and it takes a couple of stumbles. As I said, once you lie, you got to keep going. 
Um, the lies start stacking up. Mistakes are being made. They stumble a few times here and there. And those are the little bitty little bitty stumbles where you start catching a break. You start hearing a little bit of their personal life overlapping into the lie. When the personal lap, uh, life overlaps into the lie, you start to be able to say, hmm, well, they said this, but now they're saying this. Or they said this, but I see this. Um, and eventually you find out the truth. You it, it, Hopefully sooner than later, but eventually you find out the truth. Um, I recently had someone email me and tell me about an experience that they had where they were, um, dealing with someone that was incarcerated and actually, um, took on a whole person's identity, said that they was a whole different person. Um, I mean, all the way down to the family members, the birthdays, the birthmarks, the tattoos, um, different experiences. Um, they played the role to a T, um, but the trip up was the person that they was saying that they were, that particular person was someone that they could go fact check. So it's almost like they were saying that they were this person, but the actual person that they was, the they knew them. They knew they knew somebody that knew them. So they were able to kind of put two and two together. Like, no, like, like, how are you doing this? But this person, the real person is doing this. How are you saying that you're doing this? But the real person is doing this. Well, this person is incarcerate, incarcerated, saying that he's a free person. But the free person is moving around and doing things as free people do. So the timeline wasn't adding up. The um um where they said they was wasn't adding up. Of course, they're pretending like they're not incarcerated. And and of course, when they're doing that, they're calling at certain times um, when you can't really hear a lot of things in the background. Um, the conversations are 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 long, but to the point where you almost feel like, okay, well, you know, that that pretty much sounds like that could be going on. So this is what this person was experiencing. This person was experiencing someone telling them that they were a whole totally different person, but the downside to it was the person that they said that they was, they actually knew somebody that knew somebody and they figured out that this was totally, totally not them. Um, And Howard was able to kind of get strong along for a minute is because you had co-signers. You had people co-signing the story that didn't know they were co-signing the story. Um, I'm going to give you a perfect example. If I call you on the phone and I'm telling and I'm telling you, hey, you know, I just met somebody that's my new friend on the phone. You, as my friend, are thinking that I'm who I am. But the person on the other phone is thinking that I'm someone else. So if it comes out like, well, yeah, you know, I talked to her, you know, she was saying such and such and such and such, you're going to co-sign that person because you talked to them. You don't know that the person you talked to is thinking that I'm someone else to the person that you think I am, if that's making any sense. So a lot of people was co-signing like, well, yeah, I talked to them, but yeah, I talked to them too. Well, yeah, when I talked to them, they were saying such and such and such and such. But each individual person that's co-signing this is not knowing that, A, I am pretending to be someone else. So you're thinking that I'm telling this person that I just introduced you to who I really am. You have no clue what's going on. So when the next person comes along and say, well, didn't you talk to them on the phone one time? Yeah, I talked to them on the phone one time. So it's everybody is co-signing the lie and not even knowing they're co-signing the lie. Um, 
And so she just went into that, just telling me how those things went or whatever. And I was just like, damn, like that is crazy that someone would take on another person's life to the point where they almost lived and breathed that person. Um, another another experience that I was um, told was also for business purposes. You know, you have people that are in there. You do have people that are in there, especially in the feds that are business people. You have very high profile people in the Fed. So it's not hard to believe that there is a hedge fund person in there or a CEO of a company, you know, doing time. Um, because a lot of times there are white collar situations um that have taken place and why they are actually in the feds. People who don't pay their taxes, just different things like that. So it's not hard to believe that there are millionaires and people with money that are doing federal time. So when you have a person that's in there telling you they have all these things going on um, and they want to help you, they want to help you. Now you don't got your hopes up. You are making preparations to do certain things. You're you're telling people. You're pulling people in uh, of what's going on. And the whole entire time, this person is completely lying, and for no reason. It's not for no type of gain whatsoever. They're just flat out compulsive liars. So again. So many ways to be catfished within the prison system. But to me, the two biggest ones are the ones when the, you know, when the people who are incarcerated are pulling people emotionally into their lives, you know, telling them that, you know, they want to be with them. And this is all the things that they're going to do when they come home. They're just giving them this, this, everything they want to hear. And then when they come home, they're totally someone different. And when I say someone different, they're actually the physical person, but everything about them changes to who they actually are. You come out all of a sudden, you know, everything that you guys talked about is not manifesting. You know, you're not getting married. Um, This person now is acting like they really don't want to be with you. All of a sudden, you know, somebody else is in their life that you knew nothing about. Just that's the worst. And I hear that story more than I hear anything else. The next situation is the talented Mr. Ripley. The one who is literally taking on somebody else's life and becoming someone else. And let me tell you something. When you're doing your research and you're trying to betray someone else and you get that far deep, you know, like an undercover agent. That's why undercover agents are do such a good job. They become the person that they're supposed to become to infiltrate whatever organization they're trying to do. And that's how they end up doing what they do. Those two type of catfish are the absolute worst they are the absolute worst and it can really affect lives um emotionally financially um you feel very um violated you know you 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 put your life on hold for these people you sacrifice certain things for these people to wind up finding out that it's a complete lie all the way around the board However, they're playing it, whether they're not the person that they say they are, whether they have other things going on and they're not being truthful to you, whether they come home and they decide, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. I just kind of like did this to be able to survive. Either way it goes, it's disgusting. It's horrible. Um, I don't support it. I don't believe in it. I think, you know, you have to be the lowest of the low to even play those type of games with people's emotions. Um, with people's time, 
time more than anything is something that you can never get back. So to be catfished, guys, from within the prison system is not the same as being catfished from a computer screen, from a social media um, situation. You kind of sort of can figure this out. Now, granted, some of these people stay in relationships for a very long time, um, but I still think it has a lot to do with something that's going on with that individual person, whether they're broken, whether they're looking for love, whether they're tired, they're burnt out. There's something going on in that for you to take on a relationship for that long with someone you've never met, someone you've never touched, um, especially someone you can't find things out, like they have no life around them. Um, to keep going in that sense, you know, no disrespect to anybody out there, but it's something going on within them as well um, as to why they do that. I do know people do online dating, you know, looking for love. It's, it's so many different things going on. You know, people just want to be happy. And I just don't like the fact that other people take advantage of people just wanting to be happy and wanting to be loved. That's how you get catfished so, so easy. Um, and the only advice I have to that, as I say to other people, is just to pay attention to the facts, listen to your gut, listen to your instincts, listen to your intuition. I promise you it would not lead you the wrong way. Um, Try to, you know, bring, pull people into this situation because sometimes we can't hear what we need to hear, but your friend can, your cousin can, your mother can, you know, different people can peep out bullshit. I'm really good at peeping out bullshit. You gotta be a talented Mr. Ripley <laughs> to really get me. And I mean, that means you have to eat, sleep and breathe someone else. Um, for 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 me to actually slightly believe but still know that something is not right about this story and i'm so glad that um a personal friend of mine was had an experience like this and by it being her experience it became my experience but i'm just so glad my intuition and my gut and things kicked in where i realized that it wasn't what it wasn't what it was supposed to be and so guys yeah, the talented Mr. Ripley. You have to definitely um, be cautious, be careful, talk to your friends about it, get their advice on it. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't even be afraid to call people on it. If you know something doesn't sound right, hey, you know, you just told me the last time that whatever, 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 whatever. Um, but yes. Being catfished from within the prison system is totally different. Um, it takes more to try to figure out who these people really are unless they're really like a high-profile person that you can actually Google cases all over the place, um, news clippings and different things like that. It, especially if you meet them online or through someone else, it's really, really, really hard, but it happens and it's unfortunate. And, you know, I am just totally... I, I apologize for anybody that's ever gone through that because, again... My objective and my agenda was always to tell the wonderful side of 
of being with someone who's incarcerated and how you can bond, how it's very intimate to get to know someone, how you can form a beautiful friendship and relationship um, from within inside the system. But even with my story, I knew my husband. I knew him. I know his family. I know everything about him. I've seen him before, you know, different things like that. So it's very, very hard, but it happens. Um, and it's, totally totally unfortunate and like like I said I I just believe who I believe people who do that are just disgusting like they are like the worst of the worst um especially when there's no point to it but when you have a lot of time on your hands and you're looking at so many years and just different things like that it happens it definitely happens but that is my topic of the day guys being catfished from within the prison system remember you have several different kinds of catfish that are within the prison system the users the liars the embellishers the talented mr ripley's and the survivors period point blank move with discernment pay attention to the red flags listen to your gut pull your friends in pull your family in get somebody who's thinking on a different level than you but most of all love yourself Um, find happiness within yourself, try to heal yourself because a lot of those things are what make us move how we move and accept the things that we accept. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode seven of season two. I know I don't have to tell you guys how much I love you for the support, for the listening, for the subscribing, for the passing the word on. I say it all the time and I will continue to say it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives of incarcerated inmates. To contact Fed Up Wives, you can email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or you can call 770-927-8011. Now back to the show. Okay, guys, so it is time for the story of the day. (laughs) It's going to be brief, (laughs) but it's a story that I have to tell. So you guys know about the bologna sandwich saga. If you are just now tuning into Wetlock Chronicles podcast, that is, I want to say, my second episode of my first season it is the highest ranking show on my podcast um it is about me and my husband having one of our first arguments or disagreements or whatever you want to call it and me telling him that I was so mad that if he would have been home, we would have been eating bologna sandwiches. And Lord have mercy, my husband flipped the script. I mean, our whole relationship was over with behind this bologna sandwich. Granted, your girl loves bologna. 
I love a good fried bologna sandwich. Yes, I do. So I could not understand why my husband got so mad about this damn bologna sandwich. Like he literally did not want to talk to me anymore. Our relationship was over with because he act like I was going to treat him like a animal, tie him up down in the basement, you know, with, with a, 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 chains to his ankle and elect free electricity and just gonna shock him and feed him bologna sandwiches like he was tripping about this bologna sandwich but guys let me tell you he flipped it on me <laughs> during our awkward stage you know we we had a awkward moment where we our it was trouble in paradise it was trouble in paradise um it was a scary moment for me. You know, I really didn't know what was going to happen between me and him, but it, it was it was a just growing pains and a lot of things that were going on um, with him and, you know, with us, but we're getting through it. We're getting through it. We are okay. I love my husband, hands down. That will never change. But during our awkward moment, he got mad at me. And he called me and he told me, he said, baby, you better be glad. Because right now, we will be eating bologna tonight. <laughs> and I was like, no, you didn't. But see, I didn't get mad. I like bologna. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just be eating bologna. I did not act like this bologna sandwich was like the end all to be all between me and him. I did not act like he was going to torture me in a basement with bologna. Big difference. I love bologna. But it tickled me to death because that was his way of telling me that he was really, really mad at me because I was mad at him. When I said it, I was mad at him, but I was mad at him in a way as if, you know, when you grew up and your parents was like, I'm not making dinner tonight. Y'all better make some sandwiches and go to bed. I was really on some, it would have not been a hot meal. I would have not cooked dinner. We would have had bologna sandwiches. But his version of the story is that I told him, oh, hell no, nigga, you would be eating bologna. He says, I never said we. I said we. I'm sticking to that. <laughs> That's my story. But... He was so mad at me that he called me on the phone and he told me, he was like, oh, we will be eating bologna tonight. And I knew at that moment um, that he was mad. He was he was really mad at me. He was really hurt um, behind some things that we had kind of been going through. And it really was just something that needed to happen. Sometimes things have to fall apart for things to come back together in a better way. We did not, like, our, our marriage wasn't over. We wasn't like, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to be with you. You know, move on with your life or nothing like that. It was just a situation that had to happen. Um, he just, like anybody else is locked up, sometimes they have their selfish moments. And he was being extremely selfish, um, forgetting about the fact that I'm out here on the outside trying to handle my business, several things going on. And it was really all about him. And because of the type of woman that I am, whether I'm your woman, your friend, your your relative, sister, daughter, whatever, I go in. I go all the way in for who I care about. I'm on point. You ask me to do something, it's getting done. I literally am superwoman when it comes to the people that I love. And so I set that tone. And when I started falling back, trying to concentrate on other things for myself, he felt neglected. He couldn't understand. 
and I just got burnt out. <laughs> I got burnt out and I couldn't take it. So I had to express to him how selfish he was being, how he was only paying attention to what he needed. Um, forgetting about the things that I needed and what I had going on. And unfortunately, you know, I had to just break the news to him and like, baby, you know, hey, (laughs) I got to take some time for myself. I got to get out here and handle my business for me. You know, I'm out here. You're in there. If I fall apart, so much falls apart behind me. And it was, you know, it it was a, it was an awkward moment for us. I mean, I spoil my husband. I love my husband. Like, you know, he's my, my best friend. And so to have me tell him like, uh, you about to come second and <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, all my yeses kind of turned into some no's because I had to take care of me. I mean, I really had to take care of me. And he got so used to it being yes, 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 that the nose was not sitting well with him. So we had to have a talk. We had to have a talk. Um, And he was mad. (laughs) He was definitely, definitely mad. Um, But not to the point that he didn't understand. Like, I mean, we went through it. We did go through it uh, for about two weeks. It was extremely awkward. You know, we was walking on eggshells, talking to each other. Um, trying not to say anything to to make the next person mad, trying to figure out this, you know, new norm for us. And the new norm was just really him having to just sit in his own shit and handle his own business and do what he needed to do for himself and not put that responsibility off on other people. Um, And actually, it was the best thing that could have happened to him and for him because once I kind of fell back and everything fell into his lap that he had to do stuff for himself, my husband stepped up. He stepped up. He started handling his business. He started getting in that law library. He started learning some things. He, He really really started doing his thing and I'm so proud of him for that but that's why I said it had to happen but on the flip side of it my man my husband told me we would have had bologna sandwiches (laughs) so that's my story of the day my husband flipped the script on me and said he was gonna feed me bologna but the good part about it is your girl loves bologna so hey i was with it 100 but that's my story of the day guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you thank you thank you for spreading the word for subscribing as i tell you all the time i love you guys thank you so much i know i say it all the time i say it all the time i am going to continue to say it all the time this is episode seven of season two. So today I was watching Drink of Champs. I love Drink of Champs. And um, that particular episode, they had Joel Santana on there. And he gave a quote. He gave a quote that I wanted to share with you guys today for my quote of the day instead of my meme of the day. And what he said was, we were put on this earth to be used, but not to be misused. And when I heard that today, I said, oh my God, that is the perfect quote for this particular episode 
we were put here on this earth to be used, but not to be misused. And that came from Joelle Santana. That is the quote of the day. Thank you guys so much. Again, this is episode seven of season two. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Now it is time for my favorite part of the entire episode, the updates on my husband. And yes, my husband is still supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and amazing, of course. I know you guys missed that. But my husband is doing great, guys. He is doing amazing like he's really doing amazing we are back on track we are back loving each other and talking about our love for each other there have been a lot of love and affirmations um exchanged between each other as i said before we had to lean on our friendship our friendship is what got us to our marriage our relationship and so we had to kind of pull back a minute and just start talking about the friendship start laughing start talking about the things that got us to this point um and not be so serious. It got very serious. It got very suffocating between the two of us. Like we were questioning a lot of things, questioning each other's position and things. Um, and I just had to kind of steer us in a whole different direction and kind of just start talking about the funny things and the loving things and, you know, the things that got us to this place. And we're back. We are back. And I'm quite sure this will not be the first time nor the last time that, that we go through this. We're married, like, and he still has more time to do. Um, maintaining a relationship within a prison system is not easy. It's not like we can pull up on each other. We can't call each other when we want to. We can't make up, you know, we can't do anything but communicate. And that's the best, that's the best tool. But sometimes, as I said with the love languages, you know. I wish that we could, you know, do something nice, uh, go to dinner, um, um, outside of affirmations, you know, we don't have any real quality time with each other besides the telephone and emails and different things like that. So it does make it very difficult, um, when those awkward moments come, when those disagreements come, but we are back, we are back. I'm loving it. Um, I love my husband. We love each other. And no matter what, um, as I always say, our friendship is what will save us always hands down but he's working um still working still hates it um oh lord minutes definitely low minutes are low but he will have them back in a couple of days i can't wait i can't wait to talk to my husband um and of course he's working out oh my god my husband is working out to the point where i cannot oof i can't wait to see this man he is a fine black specimen okay <laughs> But he's doing great. He's actually teaching himself how to type. His typing is improving. Um, you know, and again, we're 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 on such a positive, positive um 
pathway we're doing really really good and I'm actually glad for that awkward moment because that awkward moment just really made me realize some things about my marriage about my love for my husband it also made him realize some things and it made me really appreciate our relationship and our marriage probably more than I did before so again I mean hey sometimes things fall apart to come back together and that is like the truth um and he's staying positive he's staying positive he's doing everything that he needs to do to do his time um to keep his mind occupied to keep his mind healthy um trying to you know figure out his way home you know he doesn't have a lot of time and and i'm so glad he's using it to learn it this will help someone else i keep telling him what he's learning now will help someone else. And I mean, it's a, such a beautiful thing to be able to pay it for and give back. So again, my husband is doing great. As I always say to you guys, thank you so much for keeping him in your prayers. Thank you for keeping me in your prayers. Cause I definitely have needed those prayers. I have been feeling them. Thank you so much uh, for keeping him uplifted. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that is the updates on my amazing and handsome husband. Coming this August 13th, a true crime podcast called Milk and Cereal with myself and my best friend. We'll be talking about America's most infamous serial killers. So join us each and every Saturday morning for breakfast and murder. The 1970s weren't just a time of endless partying at the local disco. There was also a much darker side to the era, as multiple notorious killers collectively targeted hundreds of victims. When we talk about the golden age of serial killers, it all started in the early to mid-70s with this group of five like Gacy and 33 bodies under his house. Bundy traveling across the country. Raider terrorizing over decades and taunting law enforcement and the media. Jeffrey Dahmer, even today, we find his crimes to be on the extreme end of human behavior. Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, confessed to 71 murders over the course of several decades. Five of the most prolific serial killers in American history were all operating at the same time. It was easy for us in hindsight to say, well, why didn't that person get caught? Or why why weren't people looking for them? I think we have to keep in mind historically the era. In the 70s in the United States was an innocent sort of place. You find this sort of trusting environment. It was normal for people to just hang out with strangers and hop into strange cars. The murder of people in series has police departments across this country worried. Law enforcement didn't have a definition for serial killers. Those police officers back in the 70s just simply did not have the tools that law enforcement officers have now. Being able to quickly run a name in a database, that's something that didn't exist. There were no computers. No internet. No cell phones. No DNA. There were no surveillance cameras. Record keeping was in the back of everybody's drawer. We didn't yet have the 911 system. And these killers took full advantage of that. John Wayne Casey. Bundy is still alive. BTK. Jeffrey Dahmer. Green River Killer.
Both Wetlock Chronicles podcast and Milk and Cereal True Crime podcast are a part of 1329 Media and Production Company, RT Brand, LLC, and Extra Entertainment. Wetlock Chronicles podcast will still be dropping each and every Friday and Sunday with Season 3 beginning September 4th. On today's A Serious Note, I want to talk about the Georgia gun laws. Um, with everything that's been going on lately in the news with the mass shootings and a lot of gun violence, I wanted to kind of talk about this. Um, as I said before, I'm not really big into political discussions and debates. Um, I kind of think how I think. I don't sway when I'm, you know, stand on what I believe in. But we got to do better with these gun laws. We definitely got to do better with these gun laws. So Georgia is a shall issue state with concealed weapons license issued at a county level and filed with the probate court in the county residence. There is no license, background check, or firearms registration required when buying a handgun from a private individual. Open carry is legal in Georgia only with a Georgia weapons carry license, a WCL, or a concealed carry permit from a state Georgia honors. Some areas are off limits, including schools and courthouses. Open carry is not addressed in the constitutional carry bill that was signed into law on April 12, 2022. Concealed carry is legal for residents of Georgia with a WCL, any lawful weapons carrier and non-resident with a license or permit issued by any other state. There is no firearms training required to obtain a Georgia WCL. You must be at least 21 years old, 18 for members of the military to get a concealed carry license in Georgia. No license is needed to carry a, hung, a handgun in a person's home, vehicle, place of business while fishing or hunting or unloaded in a case. The city of Kennesaw has a law enacted in 1982 requiring every head of household within city limits to maintain a firearm. In terms, um, Georgia Kemp signed HB 218 into law, law on April 12, 2022, recognizing firearms license for all other states. Holders of license that expired during COVID state of emergency period must apply for a renewal license within 120 days of the expiration date or face, I'm sorry, on the face of the license. On April 12, 2022, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed SB 319 into law permitting constitutional carry in Georgia. The law will go into effect immediately. Now, self-defense, self-defense. Georgia is a castle doctrine state and has a stand your ground statute. There is no duty to retreat in defense of forcible felonies such as rape, armed robbery, or kidnapping. Now, I'm going to take you guys back. John Kite, John Kite. Georgia and Florida pretty much have the same castle doctrine law. There is no duty to retreat, which means 
if it's unavoidable to retreat to stop hey wait a minute what are you doing you don't have to if you're put into a dangerous situation and there's no possible way that you can talk yourself out of this situation calm this person down you there's no duty to retreat if somebody is harming me or harming someone with me and it's unavoidable I have to do what I have to do and that law is supposed to protect me um reading the law in Georgia it's it's very it's very scary to me I mean because you basically can just anybody can get a gun yeah you you have to have a weapons carry license for certain situations but anybody can have a gun anybody can have a gun you can be as long as you're 21 years old um you don't have to have a license to carry a handgun um in a person's home vehicle place of business while fishing or hunting so a lot of people carrying guns i mean they in a car um of course you in your home which i feel like is you should have a you know firearm within your home but right now right now as i walk around i go shopping and i move around the city and i do different things i'm seeing guns on people's hips everywhere everywhere now than i now more than i ever have um and i think the one one thing that people are forgetting about is you can't be a convicted felon i don't care what this law says that's the trick and the loophole you cannot be a convicted felon and carry a firearm if it's legal to carry a firearm it is illegal for a convicted felon to carry a firearm loopholes guys loopholes um and the constitution actually protects this too so loopholes guys loopholes if you get caught with a weapon and it says you can carry a weapon how are you how, how is it that you're breaking the law it loopholes but the most important thing behind me sharing this with you guys is that 18 year olds 20 21 year olds who are mentally unstable who have quote-unquote been bullied who are going through some things are people that are legally able to walk around with a gun and go inside these schools these churches these movie theaters these stores and kill people they do not have to have a license they do not have to have background checks i mean it's 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 scary it's really really scary i mean i think some people need to have psych evaluations on record um showing that you know they that that it's okay that they can carry that they can carry firearms i mean if you, you go through so much to get a birth certificate to get a um passport to get into an apartment to get hell even get a car they want to know everything about you before you can even possess any of these things, but you can just go somewhere straight, go get a gun with no problem. You don't even have to, somebody can go buy a gun from their friend and you don't even have to have paperwork or nothing or nothing. As I said before, we have to do better. I am not here to debate gun laws. I am not here to debate um, who's right, who's wrong. I'm here to say that these children are the ones that are paying for all of this our older 
you know, grandmothers and aunties doing their normal everyday shopping, our kids going to school, trying to learn something, trying to grow, you know, have friends, get to start their independence. This is who pay, this is who is paying for this. This is who is paying for this. So that is all I have today for on a serious note. Um, I wanted to kind of touch on the Georgia gun laws, like I said, due to everything that's been going on lately um, with these mass shootings and these um, killings. You know, we just have to do better. That's just all I can come up with. We just have to do better. Um, And that's all, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for following, for listening. It is so appreciated. I know I tell you that all the time and I'm going to continue to keep telling you that thank you thank you and that is all I have for on a serious note okay so now it is time for my thoughts Myself and my friend Erica started watching Catfish together years ago, like literally their first season. And to this day, we joke about people who are still falling for Catfish. But in my recent experiences that I've witnessed from people sending me messages, um, from something that I just witnessed one of my friends go through, I can see just how possible um, it can happen from from a prison system, from someone locked up. Um, It takes a very sick and insecure person to do this and to keep it going to the point where they literally become another person, um, which is quite disturbing, quite disturbing. Um, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be another woman, period. (laughs) I don't want to be nobody else. (laughs) Like, I'm not trying to be none of y'all. I want to be me. So to take on someone else's identity, to embellish who I am, what I have, um, it's just not me. It's just not me. And, and I just cannot wrap my head around it. I just do not understand. Um, as well as me being a businesswoman and a brand owner, you know, I would be livid that someone was out here assassinating everything that I build, you know, um, trying to betray me uh speaking on me speaking on my experiences uh pulling people in by things that they know about me it's very single white female-ish and if you know me you know how I feel about the single white female syndrome um it's scary it's scary and it's extremely dangerous um when you pretend to be someone else and it's really a real person like you're taking on a likeness of someone else you kind of put that person in danger as well you know you're 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 sabotaging another person's brand their business their life everything to the point where if i was someone out here pretending to be someone else in their likeness and their namesake and i was doing like some really dirty shit but I'm saying I'm someone else, I could possibly get that person who I'm pretending to be in serious, serious trouble. So it's very, very dangerous. And I mean, I don't even think people even get that far into it and think that far into it because they're just so deep off into the lie. They're not really seeing the damage that's being done because they're selfish and they're narcissistic hands down. Um... 
when things are broken or damaged people tend to seek fulfillment in other places um instead of keeping the faith and praying for the things to come back together a lot of bad choices are made within that process um your mind is completely clouded um, by the smoke screen. You cannot see through it or filter through it. This is how we get into these false narratives. This is how evil and narcissistic people and selfish people creep in. Um, we have to be careful to protect our peace, our space, and our loved ones as well. Um, you cannot seek fulfillment from the other side. You have to try to fix what's going on uh, from the inside um the lies aren't worth it and in the end you lose so much it's just so much damage that's been done that you have to try to you know pick up the pieces um you have to move with caution you have to move with caution you have to fact check um like i said you have to move with discernment um get advice talk to somebody you know hear hear it from another perspective because sometimes we can't really see we can't see what we need to see but most of all most of all follow your gut it will never, ever, 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 ever lead you into the wrong places. I promise you. Um, as much as I try to tell you the positive of prison relationships, there are also stories of the bullshit. There's some heartbreaking stories. Um, and it gets very serious. It gets very serious. I hear a lot of them, um, a lot of hurtful ones. Um, and I wanted to share that side as well. You know, I, again, I wanted to just spread love. I wanted to spread positivity. But these things are going on too more, more than probably the positive stories. Um, but that's what I wanted to pull. I wanted to pull all that away, strip all that down. But I can't ignore it. I can't ignore it. Um, a lot of my listeners are, you know, telling me these stories. They're asking me for advice. So I want to let them know that I hear you. I hear you. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not trying to um, portray everything as being, you know, peaches and cream, rainbows and butterflies and kisses and hugs. I'm not trying to do that. You know, I'm on my journey with my husband. It's a lot of up and down. Sometimes everything is not 100%, you know, but we do love each other and um, we do have a great future ahead of us. But I do also understand that people do play very dirty and dangerous games. Um, As I told you before, this is not my first rodeo. I myself was, you know, involved with somebody who was incarcerated but again this is somebody who i had a relationship with this is someone that i knew but at the same time it did not turn out how of course um i thought it was i thought it was um how we probably both thought it was i was not catfish thank god but um these are some of the stories these are some of the stories prison relationships are not easy um some people come home and do exactly what they say they're gonna do uh, be exactly who they say they are um and some don't some don't some are strictly catfishing some of them are doing it for um personal gain some of them do it for business some of them are doing it to survive um you just don't know you just don't know but what i will say when you are catfished from someone within the prison system it is on a whole different level than from social media are from behind a computer screen it's more like a swordfish 
it is more like a swordfish. It is now it is it is, it is not catfish. We're gonna just say the catfish form from the prison system is a swordfish. It's not a catfish. It is a swordfish, and we have to move with discernment. Shout out to all the ladies out there and some of the men who have emailed me, who have DM me the stories that you guys have went through. As I said, I see them on some of these TV shows. You hear about them from other places. Um, My heart goes out to you. Don't give up on love. Don't give up on people. Um, Work on yourself. Find your happiness. Do what you need to do to make yourself whole so these type of people won't slide through the cracks and play on that. Um, And if it happens, if it happens, take responsibility. Don't be mad at yourself for whatever reason, whether it was a lesson, whether it was just the love that you needed at the time. Take it, embrace it, learn from it, move on. I promise you, you will be okay. Um, But most of all, move with discernment, check facts pay attention to red flags you hear that in every in every relationship pay attention to the red flags if things do not add up nine times out of ten it's not what it is and if you have to fact check do your due your due diligence due diligence excuse me do your due diligence um be very thorough it might take longer than it does for other people but just protect yourself protect your heart um love is not supposed to hurt it's not supposed to be that hard yes it is up and downs but never to the point where it's compromising um yourself and your life your time your finances um but again for all you guys that do message me this story your stories um I hear you. I'm here with you. I support you. And I did not want you to think that I just completely overlooked you. And I'm trying to not tell the real. Again, this is raw, uncut, unscripted. And I just needed to address this this time around. Um, Because like I said, it just, it just keeps coming up. It just keeps coming up, you know, and, and it's something that I wanted to talk about. But again, I want to give hope. I want to give hope. I still want people to understand that there is really love out there. There are really some good people within the prison system who don't need anything from you, um, who you can care about, who you can love. But again, just take your time and move with discernment and Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for passing the word on. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Um, I know some of my episodes have been coming later than usual. Like I said, I have a lot of things going on. Um, I have been in a rent cycle like for the past month. Let me tell you something. This um, Metrograde kicked my ass. And I'm sure it probably kicked a lot of you guys' asses too. Like, it was serious. Like, I mean, it was serious. And guys, there's another one coming in September. We're going to all pray together, cross our fingers, and just hope that it does not beat us down like this one did. Because this one was super crazy. But 
thank you guys again for tuning in. I appreciate you guys so much. I know I don't have to say it all the time, but I choose to. This is episode seven of season two. Quick update, guys. Don't forget to follow Wetlock Chronicles on Patreon. Yes, you have to have a subscription. You have to become a Patreon. Um, I'm not asking you to. Just check it out. A lot of the episodes, um, newer episodes are uplifted on Patreon. That's where you can buy the merch. Um, actually, the merch will be live on um, Monday. Mon- Wait, what's today? Yeah, the merch will be live on um, tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> tomorrow. And um, anything that I talk about that I don't talk about, extra bonuses, just different things like that are included on a Patreon um, site. Also, don't forget bonus channel, the Duffies on the Apple platform. I have not uploaded, uploaded any new episodes on the Duffies just yet, but please... No, it is a paid subscription, $4.99 a month, $55 a year. Once you subscribe, you will get all the exclusive content between myself and my husband that will also be linked to our YouTube channel. I have been working on this. It's kind of difficult by him being incarcerated. Um, we can't really do so much and we on the time. We have to do everything in a timely fashion. I'm working on it. Just give me some time, but I promise you guys, you will not, 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 not regret subscribing i promise you that um freedom fest freedom fest freedom fest 2022 i don't know why i got get so tongue-tied when i say that freedom fest 2022 is july 2nd at grant park from 5 5 to 8 p.m listen guys if you are trying to vend please 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 get at demita bishop um and get those um vending fees taken care of this event is coming and it's coming fast but this is something that you guys i promise you will not regret attending if you need to advocate for your family talk about your family story talk about your story um the voice if you're the voice of someone's story this is where you need to be this is exactly where you need to be it is going to be a phenomenal event trust me when i tell you this is where you need to be Freedom Fest 2022, July 2nd at Grant Park in Atlanta, Georgia from 5 to 8 p.m. Um, 1329 Media, my media company, I'm working on so many different uh, projects. As you know, Wetlock Chronicles podcast, um, me and myself and my, my, me and myself, myself and my best friend are starting a true crime podcast, Milk and Cereal, that will drop August the 13th. Every Saturday morning, you guys will be having breakfast and murder with us. Also, the third side um, is another podcast I'm working on myself and my co-host, Brandon Williams. We'll be pretty much talking about a lot of true crime stuff, but just really popular court case um, cases and cases that are in the media. Um, you'll get a funny twist to it. It'll be both me and him telling our sides of our opinions on it, our outlooks on it. Real laid back. We'll be cracking jokes, having a good time. You guys are going to enjoy it. Brandon is crazy. That's my little brother. He is hilarious. And I cannot wait to start this podcast with him. It will be dropping this fall. So you just have to stay tuned um, as I continue to update you on the third side. Also, um, 
footnotes, guys, the footnotes, I have to say this. A lot of things that I may forget to talk about on here as far as links and petitions and GoFundMes and different things like that, they are all in the footnotes. You guys know how much I talk about Matthew Baker. I love Matthew Baker. I'm still out here fighting for Matthew Baker. You can go to the footnotes and find the link to sign his petition. Um, also, Jessica... Um, um, is fight out here fighting for her son Eric. You can go on the footnotes. You can uh, the GoFundMe for Eric. All she's asking for is a dollar. To know Eric's story, you have to go to the Go GoFundMe. Read his story. Listen, guys, read his story. He can be your son. He can be your son, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Read the story. Donate a dollar if you can. Sign Matthew Baker's petition. Um and. Everything else is in the footnotes. All the links to different things I talk about, articles and different things like that in the footnotes, all the social media information, where you can follow, where you can email. Check the footnotes, guys. Last but not least, Dating Anonymous. Dating Anonymous is a sexy new podcast that I am executive producer of. Um, it's pretty sensual, guys. It's pretty sensual. Um, this is you going on a date. Um, dating anonymous, you get to hear her side of dating, um, tips on dating, and um, she's a lesbian. So if you are a lady of the ladies, or if you just want to hear the perspective of a lady of the ladies, tune in to dating anonymous guys available on spotify next week it will be available on apple iheart and amazon music tune in download listen i'm so excited about this podcast um your girl is working your girl is working i'm learning so much being executive producer learning how to engineer so please guys tune in Follow, subscribe to Dating Anonymous by the one and only Nani. Thank you guys again for tuning in. This is episode seven of season two. I love you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your wonderful Sunday. This is the beginning of a week. Let's start this week off right with positive thoughts, positive affirmations. I love you guys. And thank you again for tuning in. Can I make you a promise? No matter how you describe your perfect date, I will exceed all of your expectations. If you haven't already, please make yourself comfortable. Regardless of your competence or versatility today, you are an exquisite being and I am indebted to your company. I do not believe in coincidences. There are no accidents, only intentions by chance. Such intentions brought you to me. Consequently, I will expand the boundaries of your comfort zone and uncover what captivates your senses. Welcome to Dating Anonymous. You may call me Nani. Thank you guys for joining me on yet another part of my journey. 
To follow this podcast, you can find it on Facebook and Instagram under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, Twitter Wetlock Podcast, and be sure to subscribe to the show's YouTube channel by clicking the link in the show's description. To get updates on season two, live episodes, discussion forums, and much more, visit wetlockchronicles.com. You can also get the link to sign the petition for Matthew Baker Jr. within the show's description. Thank you guys again for joining me. Please stay blessed, stay safe, and welcome to Wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website, wetlockchronicles.com.